and welcome to Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV Podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke. On today's show, we're welcoming actress, producer, director, editor, and star of the film, designer shit, Saffron Cassidy. Saffron is suffering with ulcerative colitis and has been for the last 10 years. She just tried a new treatment known as fecal microbiota transplant, which is taking stool from a healthy donor and implanting it back into the gut of the sick patient using her husband as the stool donor. She spared no details in exploring what some experts believe could be the biggest medical breakthrough of the 21st century. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, it's Jeanette here from Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV Podcast back at the red carpets. Need to be dressed. Loving my sponsor, Shiva from Sachet Boutique. Gorgeous jacket, half beaded, half material, pairs well, did it up nicely with some jewelry, perfect for any occasion. That's what she has at her store. Clothes for special occasions, weddings, bar, bat mitzvahs, corporate events, Christmas parties, and even just some casual pieces. you got to go visit her. She's at Young and Center Street in the heart of Thornhill. You can check below for her website and her Instagram and Facebook links. Saffron, welcome to Jeanette's TV and podcast. Let's get right into it. We've got a lot to talk about. I've got a lot of great questions for you. Hi, so happy to chat with you today. Likewise. Zaphron, you've been through so much. Let's hear a little bit more about the whole disease, ulcerated colitis, how many people have it, how how does it affect them? Um, And I'd like to hear a little bit more about your story and your journey as well. (coughs) Sure, go ahead. Well, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis uh, when I was 21 years old. Um, Ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune condition in which the immune system attacks the colon. Um, So you're left with some pretty nasty symptoms like urgency, blood and mucus in the stool, some painful cramping. Um, You know, on the mild end, it can be kind of similar to IBS. On the severe end, you know, your entire colon can be covered in these really painful, gross ulcers. And um, at that point, usually the treatment is surgery to remove the entire colon. So yeah, this is an illness that can be quite serious and uh, it's quite common. It's becoming more common. It actually tends to be more common in the Western world, um, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. And it is more common among women, which is true for many. Okay, That was a question I was going to ask you. Is it, what are the differences? You know, how do, do women suffer more? Do men get it more? What are, you know, what are some of those symptoms and how do they differ between women and men? Um, autoimmune diseases in general tend to be more common in women, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, is also, it possibly there could be a hormonal component. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure, but definitely these conditions are quite common they're becoming more common but you don't hear about them that often because they're not the types of conditions that people like to talk about Mm -hmm. so um you yourself in your journey uh have now gone through a process which is the, the focal point of the whole movie and it's called fecal 
microbiota transplant. And just to explain that to the audience, that's where a stool from a healthy donor is transplanted into you or, or the recipient. And in your case, the donor was your partner. So can we talk a little bit more? Let's delve a little bit more into that, please. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that is the explanation of the procedure. The idea is that we all have this microbiome that exists in our gut. It's this collection of bacteria and fungus that we're just starting to learn uh, does a lot in terms of our general overall health. These bugs interact in ways that help our digestive system, but also neurological conditions. They lead to things like obesity. So we want a really diverse, healthy microbiome. And sometimes what happens is our microbiomes get depleted or less diverse. This can happen through diet, overuse of antibiotics. There are all kinds of theories. The theory behind why fecal transplant might help is you're taking this healthy colony of bacteria from a healthy person and you're implanting it into the gut of somebody who needs more diversity. And you're hoping that these bugs will implant and help and create this really healthy microbiome that can improve our overall health. And has that been the case for you? Yeah, I started the film, you know, very curious about this procedure. I think at the beginning of the film, I really hoped that this would be my magic bullet cure. I had heard anecdotes of people who had completely cured themselves of Crohn's or colitis using fecal transplant. And I hoped that that would happen for me. What happened for me was I did see a lot of improvement using fecal transplant, but it wasn't necessarily the magic bullet I had hoped for. So the lesson that I learned is this is a really promising area of research. This procedure really did help me. I've seen huge improvements in my condition. And I think that as time goes on, it's going to help us unlock a lot of answers about these conditions that there haven't been a lot of good options for for a long time. Um but in terms of having it be a magic bullet, we're not quite there yet. Okay, but the procedure itself, it sort of deems like one to watch in the 21st century. And um, like, what are your thoughts on that? What are your, what's your feedback? You're saying it, it needs more improvement is what I'm hearing from you. It's not the magic bullet that you were looking for. The microbiome is so complicated. Even when fecal transplant does work miraculously for somebody, the researchers are not entirely sure why. We have a case study in our film where there was a clinical trial. They had five donors. So these are people who are donating their stool. These are people who have incredible health histories, incredibly diverse microbiomes. They're all donating stool to these all sort of colitis patients. And out of those five, one of the donors was deemed a super donor. He or she cured a large portion of the patients in this trial, whereas some of the other donors, their stool didn't do anything at all. But if you look at their microbiomes, these researchers who are trained microbiologists are looking at the microbiome samples from these people, and they can't tell why this donor was better than that donor. So if they haven't figured it out yet, there's just a lot of questions that still need to be answered. Um, this is why it's promising. I mean, if we figure out what that super donor formula is, 
a lot of great things can come from this procedure. But until then, it's a lot of trial and error. I just want people to know that this research is happening because we hear about things like this. This alternative treatment is specifically weird. It's pretty gross. People hear it and kind of go, what? I don't believe that. It's not snake oil. It's not pseudoscience. This is real legitimate research that is taking place. Uh, we just have to manage our expectations expectations of what it can do right now. Mm -hmm. So going back to one of my questions that we didn't quite answer, your partner gave you the stool. What was that like? What was that conversation like? Was it hard? I mean, this whole disease, how, how do you manage it with your partner? And how do you have your partner come to you and say, yes, I'm going to go through this. And, you know, it's, it's a process for you, but it's also a process for them. So can you delve a little bit into what was, what is like the conversations and the actual medical processes that had to be done or testing that had to be done to make it happen that, that your partner could be the donor. Sure. I think everybody has different levels of comfort when it comes to talking about poop. I'm a person who, despite my illness and despite what I went through, don't like talking about it. Um, my husband is very comfortable with talking about it. He's just one of those people who he doesn't get squeamish about it. He doesn't think it's embarrassing. So we're a good match for that reason, because whatever guilt or shame I feel around it, he completely dispels. When it came time to look for a stool donor, I was told to just look for the healthiest person you know which happened to be him. So I, you know, felt kind of squeamish of, do I even want to do this with him? I built up the courage to ask him. And for him, it was a no brainer. He said, yes, immediately. He was happy to help. He thought the whole idea that his stool could possibly help me was so cool and exciting. So I'm really lucky. <laughs> Okay, I know you don't like talking about poop, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I I just want to say, you know, everybody poops, right? So it's something that we all deal with, and I, I don't think there's any shame around it, um, but I'm not judging you. And I wanted to delve a little deeper into the actual process. I mean, that's what the film is about, right? You've chosen to make a film about... Uh, about this very process and what you've gone through, and you want people to learn from it. Can you share if you're comfortable, a few details about the actual process of how they get it from the donor and, you know, put it into you kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the way it's done, there is a fecal transplant pill coming out now um, that takes stool and kind of dilutes it to just these bacterial spores that you can put in a pill. So we are moving towards a cleaner more commercial way of doing this. But for the past decade plus, the way it's been done is you take a whole stool sample from a stool donor and you basically throw it in a blender with some saline solution. You put it into an enema and that enema is inserted into the rectum for a person. Um, so it is... So it's, it's, sorry, do you, it's not really super invasive then, like, you know, like in terms of like, let's say a kidney transplant or something like that it it's, it sounds pretty seamless for for the donor to actually do it it is definitely something that you could do at home it's not without risks you always want to make sure that you're using a known donor whose health history you're aware of and who you've done testing on 
Even then, there's a risk because you never know. Something could be hiding in that stool sample that could cause an infection in the sick person. But um, yeah, I mean, technically, if you look at hospitals, a lot of the time they're using a blender. They don't have more high tech equipment. It, it is what it is. It's kind of a simple procedure. So, but how about the you, the recipient? Is it harder on you? What's the process on you? Like they give you an operation? How does it work? No, even in a clinical trial, it's just done via enema. Um, if you're an ulcerative colitis patient, the medication we take is enema. There's medication that you take through pills, but you also kind of put it up your butt every night. That's usually what ulcerative colitis patients do for their medication. It's kind of the same thing. Okay, so let me ask you, how has this impacted your career? You're an actress, a star, you're a producer. I know you've done some other films as well. How has being or having ulcerative colitis impacted your ability to conduct your career? Has it has it held you back in any way? Yeah, I mean, during my worst, when my condition was at its worst, it impacted every aspect of my life. It was incredibly difficult. Um, I had a lot of anxiety around certain trigger situations, which was basically anytime I was in public, anytime I thought I might not get to a bathroom in time. Uh, it was hard to be stuck in traffic. It was really hard to travel by air. And when I'm making films, you know, I have to travel to different locations. I developed coping mechanisms that weren't necessarily healthy coping mechanisms. Things like if I had to take a flight, I wouldn't eat that entire day. I would fast until I got safely to my next destination. Mm -hmm. These are unhealthy behaviors that mentally I needed in order to feel safe. Um, mm -hmm. And I just got to a point where I thought I can't live like this any longer. I'm just stressed out and triggered <laughs> having anxiety every time I leave the house. It was really difficult. I can totally sympathize with you. I don't have ulcerated colitis, but I have pretty bad irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. And I know what you're talking about. I've been there, so I understand. Now I'm gonna ask you, you mentioned your husband, he's so supportive and he was you know, on board, but how do other people around ulcerative colitis, patients who may have or may not have gone through this procedure, might be coming up to this procedure, how can they get the support they need, either through family or through colleagues at work or even through friends? Are you talking about support to do fecal transplant or support in general? Uh, I guess a bit of both, but we could take it into two if you'd like, you know, support in general to, you know, maintain and live with this condition and support to get the, the, the process, the, the treatment. Yeah, I think it's really important for people with this condition to have a solid support system. Like I mentioned, my husband isn't squeamish about this topic. There might be somebody out there who's dealing with this condition and they're surrounded by people who are squeamish about this topic. I think that would be really difficult. So just hoping that, you know, if you know somebody who has ulcerative colitis or IBS, even if it's difficult for you, being a little bit more comfortable to say, hey, how are you feeling today? How are your symptoms today? And allowing them to talk about it without feeling ashamed, because I think a lot of people suffer from these conditions hide it and don't talk about it because they don't want to gross anybody out but 
if you're in pain, you need to be able to express that to the people who are closest to you. You need to be able to honestly say, hey, I don't think I'm up for this today because I'm symptomatic. Mm-hmm. I think having a good support system is very important. And how would you maybe also, you know, get family, colleagues, friends on board by, you know, saying things like, or could they say to you or express yourself in a way like, you know, um, so they were aware maybe of some signs of symptoms and like just to be understanding, like perhaps, for example, let's say you had a uh, scheduled a dinner or something and it couldn't happen. Uh, or let's say in your case, you were going to a red carpet, you know, h- how do you express to the, your coworkers or your staff or your team, or even your family, you know, what's going on and how to be supportive in that way and how to, you know, manage your schedule and things and, and be um, accepting of the fact that maybe you're going to have to cancel things that were planned because of your disease or because your symptoms acted up. Yeah. When I was at my sickest, I felt such comfort. People that I worked with or family or friends, people I was traveling with who, when I said, I'm not feeling well today in this situation said, if you have to run to the bathroom, run to the bathroom. I've got you. I'd be driving the car with my friend and I'd say, I think I'm going to need to pull over. And you would say, I will drive on the shoulder of the highway to get you to the bathroom as soon as possible. And often just having somebody who said that, who's completely comfortable and didn't judge me for it and just said, I will get you to that bathroom. Don't worry. Often was what made me able to kind of be like, okay, actually, I think I feel fine. Sometimes it's the stress of feeling like you're going to be judged in that situation actually makes the symptoms worse. So yeah, just having somebody who kind of goes, nothing else matters. If you're not feeling well, go for it. I've got you covered is really helpful. Okay. Uh, So I just want to round out with maybe one last question. And that is you've made the movie. What do you want people to take away from the movie? And how do you feel that this, exposure of the topic could really impact or change people's lives, both living with the ulcerative colitis and possibly having the procedure and not. I hope that this film opens people's eyes to this new procedure, fecal transplant, um, with managed expectations that, you know, this isn't the magical cure yet but it's a very important area of medical research. It's weird and it's new and people don't really trust it yet. But based on my research, what I've seen is, you know, it's not pseudoscience or snake oil. It is legitimate. It is a legitimate field of research that is going to unlock all sorts of incredible answers to these conditions that have been misunderstood for so long. So I want to see it get, you know, some of the shine that it deserves. I want to see it be taken seriously and not just kind of scoffed at or laughed at because it's new and different. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's your reasoning for making the movie to shine a light on this whole thing and a a process that's revolutionary. Is that, was that why you decided to do this and do it now? I was told this beautiful example from one of the researchers in my film about cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis is a condition that very few people are affected by, but you've probably heard about it. 
because what has happened in the cystic fibrosis community is the few people who did have it did a really good job at banding together and saying, we all agree to join every clinical trial available to us. We all agree to discuss this illness openly, to fundraise for research. And it's gone from an illness that had a very poor outcome to an illness that you can live with for a long period of time. And that came from this community coming together and saying, we all agree to bring awareness to the subject, to participate in the research and to make the research more widely known. So I guess that was my reasoning for wanting to make this film. You know, something similar can happen with this kind of research. It can unlock the answers to a lot of conditions. As somebody suffering from ulcerative colitis, I have a dog in this fight. The current medications that I was being prescribed weren't working for me. If there's a chance that something better can come along, I would do anything to kind of help push the research in that direction, even if it's just through making the subject more widely known and having people talk about it. Well, kudos to you for that. Now, tell us where can we go to actually view the movie? So the film will be available for free for three days from September 22nd to September 26th. And you can go to our website, designershitdocumentary.com to get information on that and to sign up. And then after that, it will be available on iTunes and Amazon in November. Okay. Love the title, Designer Shit. Where did you come up with that one? Or how did you <laughs> I, I came up with it a long time ago and it just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, we're having issues with the fact that there's a swear word in the title, but I just, I'm stuck on this title. I can't think of anything else. I like it. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today on Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke, signing off. Please remember to like, comment, and share all our posts with your family and friends. You will find us Everywhere on the TV or streaming side, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, Vimeo, and the list goes on. On the audio or podcast side, we're on Apple, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, BuzzFeed, Spotify, and that list goes on. For a complete list of where to watch and listen to us, please check the link in the show notes below. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That link is also below. Now, you can support us in a very special way by ordering JTV t-shirts and sweatshirts. They come in your favorite size, your favorite color, with either the JTV logo and tagline like what I have on, or an inspirational saying made by me in a previous interviewee guest in a previous episode. The choice is yours. You can also pick the style of the neck. All orders include shipping and handling and are conveniently sent straight to your front door. And they make a great holiday gift. Something different. And until next time, continue to be fabulous. Fabulous.